Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for another beautiful Friday. Friday, June 17th, 2022. And it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, it is National Apple Strudel Day. How do you like your apple strudel? I like it warm with a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream over the top of it. Um, I, I kind of like strudel. You know, I, I I don't mind strudel. I think it's the flakiness of the crust and that what it reminds me of is, you know, the, the filling in, in apple strudel is like the filling in those old um, fried pies, you know, that you used yeah. to get when you were a kid. Oh, my God. I, no, I love fried pies. Uh, there was a uh, there was a convenience store. So I grew I lived in North Carolina for about six years, I think, when I was a little kid. Um, uh, in North Wilkesboro, and there was a gas station in the middle didn't of. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I lived in North Wilkesboro for a uh, for four years, and then we lived in Winston Salem for a couple years. Um, best place I've ever lived. I love North Carolina, but w- there was a there was a gas station in the middle of nowhere that made homemade fried pies, and we used to get it all the time before before we'd go up to Boone and you know go sledding and all that. Uh, and it was like the highlight of my trip as they had they had fried pies, homemade fried pies, which were absolutely out of this world. And they also made those tater logs that were it was like a loaded baked potato, but it was on a fried it was like on a fried massive French fry. They call them tater logs. And they were they were insane, dude. And it was all homemade. Um, so yeah, when I think of apple strudel, I think of like the the filling in those in those homemade fried pies. And uh, you get me a hot one with a little scoop of vanilla bean ice cream on it in the summer, I will partake in something like that. All right. Well, yeah. we've got a lot to talk about, including an uh, NBA championship. Uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about another game in the NHL Finals. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about Atlanta United because Atlanta United has a game this weekend against Miami. Yeah, back in action after the long international break. I know they had the uh, the American Insurance Mega Bowl, you know, a couple days ago, which was nice to see. It was nice to see him go out there and, and get a win, no matter if it didn't mean anything or it didn't mean something. You were you were on the pitch and you played a game and you won. That's all that matters. So, and everybody came out of that game healthy. Everybody looked healthy. Gonzalo Pineda said about Joseph Martinez after the game that he is back to one hundred percent, which is man, you, I can't tell you That's how huge. great that is to hear. Yeah. Um, it's it's huge because he's the captain. He's the leader of this team, A. And, B, we're going to be without Tiago Almada for three games. So it's massive to have him back. Right now, Atlanta United sits 11th in the standings. Uh, Inter-Miami sits 9th. Um, and we've played Inter-Miami, I believe, already this year. And I think we drew with them. So it'll be interesting to see if the new guys that we got in are, A, eligible to play, and, B, if they do play, how well they fit into I'd be pretty surprised if they did play because the visa situation coming into America always is a, a bit of a hang-up, so it always takes a couple weeks to get that thing sorted. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just kind of I'm kind of excited to see 
what we are outside of this break. I mean, you know, we kind of said this before we went into the national break, is this Atlanta United team is very talented on paper. They haven't all put it together, but you can see glimpses of it. And the attack has looked really, really potent. Uh, I mean, right now we're in the top five in the Eastern Conference for expected goals. Uh, but unfortunately, we're, we're in 11th spot outside of the playoffs right now. So we're doing everything right up until getting the ball actually in the back of the net. So once once we figure that little key part out, I think we'll be a lot better. And I'm excited to see what what we're going to look like with Joseph Martinez put into this. Because Arujo Almada and Cisneros Ronaldo have developed a really good chemistry over the past couple of, of weeks before the international break. And I hope, I don't think... Putting Joseph Martinez in that trio uh, is going to disrupt their chemistry. I'm hoping it's going to make it better, but it'll be interesting to see what the lineups are that Gonzalo Pineda runs out there. This week won't matter because Almada will be out, so it'll be uh, Ronaldo Cisneros, um, uh, Arujo, and Joseph Martinez all in. But once Almada is ready to come back, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with that. Um, the main thing, Billy, I'm going to look for here is who's going to be starting in goal. I think it's going to be uh, Rios Novo because he started in the Mega Bowl. So uh, he, he, looked, he looked okay. He didn't look great. He didn't look bad. He looked okay. Uh, but for his, for his first start, uh, we'll see what he has versus Inter-Miami because I, I think he will be the uh, goalkeeper in net this weekend. Uh, and we got to see how our defense does, man. This, this offense is going to take care of itself. We're going to score some goals. But this defense really needs to stand up and – kind of hold up there into the bargain. I know we have some ragtag people that have been some journeymen in the MLS back there on the uh, back line, but hey, you're starting now. You got to step up and do your job. So I, I'm going to predict a 3-1 Atlanta United victory this weekend over Miami CF. And we are in Miami, correct? Um, No, I think we are in Atlanta. Um, we? I think so. Uh, why does this not have who's home and who's away here? Thank you, ESPN. This is. I'm pretty sure we're in we're in Miami. I'm not in Miami. I'm pretty sure we're in. Uh, um, Atlanta, Atlanta. I thought. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, we're in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we have we have one home game, and then we're not home again until like mid July. All right. Yep. Well, uh, we're gonna go three, from three p.m. three p.m. on ESPN two on Sunday. We're going to go from one football to another football, and uh, you've got the Jets preview as well today. Yeah, the hapless Jets, man. This, uh, I'm telling you, when I was doing this preview for this team, I just kind of felt bad for them because this roster is not good. Uh, they're in major rebuild mode right now. After going 4-13 and last season and having the number four pick overall, they're looking to take the next step this year and possibly compete for a wild card. I believe that's what Jets fans think they are going to compete for. Uh, it's a bit of a high hopes there. But Zach Wilson will try and continue his growth with two new weapons at his disposal uh, with Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State, and Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, those are two good weapons to have in your arsenal if you are a growing quarterback like Zach Wilson is. The Jets were in the bottom 10 in the AFC last year in passing yards, bottom 5 in the NFL in rushing yards, and also in the bottom 5 in the AFC in scoring overall. This is an offense that needs Quite a bit of help. But on the flip side, Billy, the defense, guess what? Just as bad. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the defense is not much better. The Jets finished as the second worst passing defense in the AFC last year, fourth worst rushing defense in the AFC, and the worst scoring defense overall 
in the NFL. Uh, hopefully their number four overall draft pick, Greasy Gardner, uh, will improve those stats. But, I mean, he's just he's just one guy. This Jets team is just not good. They are not a good team. I don't see a lot of hope for them this year. I, there are a lot of young pieces in key positions for the Jets team. So in two or three years, once they have time to grow, the Jets could be back to prominence in that division. But uh, this year won't be the year. This is going to be a growing pains year, kind of like last year was for the Jets fans. Uh, the Jets have the sixth easiest schedule in the NFL. They're 29th in the NFL power rankings, and I predict they will go 5-12 and 12 this year. I believe Jeez. they will improve, but I think they're only going to improve by one game. They were the worst scoring defense. It wasn't the Falcons. Are you sure about that? Uh, the NFL NFL.com had uh, the Jets as the worst scoring defense overall. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go from NFL to high school. And today, you know, we do the Friday, our Friday previews. We're going to start, or we're going to continue with Bremen. Uh, Bremen is coming off its first losing season and. And honestly, Rooster Russell's first losing season as head coach, and they went five and six last year. And Coach Russell has shaken things up and completely swapped up the coaching duties on his staff. He uh, he told us that he thinks all but about two or three of his coaches have different responsibilities this season than they did last season. Bryce. Wow. So Dang, that's, that's just that's a, that is shaking things up a bit. <laughs> I'd agree with you there. <laughs> uh, I reached out to to Rooster to talk to him about his team and his response. He said, this team is just selfless. Great great kids, really fun to coach, ego-free. Has great leaders like Caden Sweat, Doc Pearson, and Barry Greenhall. And lots of young guys who could emerge. Um, mentioned He mentioned sophomore linebacker, running back Trent McPherson, junior running back. Uh, Par Folsom, sophomore Aiden Price, who you know from Bremen's baseball team this season, who was a stud Beast. pitcher. Uh, and Brody Barrow, the junior DB and wideout. He also said to pay attention to guys like senior Taylor Henderson, junior Evan Brown, sophomore sa- safety Dylan Huey, junior DB Jonah Hatchett, and sophomore Cole Norrid. And if you know if anybody that's around here, you hear the name Norrid. That's Coach Norwood's kid from Villarica. Yeah, that's the same guy. Uh, I honestly have no idea what to expect from this team. With Coach Russell swapping things up this season, uh, it'll be an interesting first game to see what this team is about, see what the defense looks like, see what the offense looks like. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, he said OC is different, DC is different, everything. Yeah, it'll be a complete unknown, so yeah. And they uh, they kind of hop right into the fire there in that first game. So if there's no there's no powder puff game to start the, to start the season off with. They go right to the to the jaws of the beast right there. Yeah, Bremen starts off the season at Hurd County. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the jungle, man. <laughs> then then they have back to back weeks of rivalry games. You have Harrelson County at home on August 26th, and then Bowden at home on September 2nd. Then you have an open week, and then your region begins. You start at Gordon Lee, home against Ridgeland, at Ringgold, home against Lafayette, and then you're off for a week. And then you got at Cahola Creek, uh, home against Adairsville, and then you finish the season at home against uh, LFO. Who is LFO? 
like isn't, uh isn't that a like band fort oglethorpe oh i've never heard of them i thought lfo was a band isn't that a band uh isn't lfo, no. LFO a band pretty sure lfo yes. is a band yes yeah uh, so that's, I like I like the start of that schedule, man. At Heard County, uh, home versus Harrelson County, home versus Bowden. I love that. I love to see those inter-area matchups we have. Um, beyond that, their their region. I, I really don't know a ton about any of those teams they play football wise. At least uh, I think Gordon, Gordon Lee's Lee soccer is pretty good. Gordon Lee was in Mount Zion and uh, Bowden's region last year. Okay, okay. Were they any good? And, I, I, I know well, soccer. Just I don't remember, know football. Just remember, Bowden and Mount Zion were in single A last year, right? As well as Gordon Lee. Not to mention the fact that uh, Bremen jumped up to Triple A this year. Ooh, I did not know so, that. So, so you're jumping. Gordon Lee's jumping from single A to Triple A as well. It's a big so, ass. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what what they can do. And and Bremen, you know, I think. Uh, Bremen will be in Triple A for the next two seasons, but after that, I'm sure it'll go back down to Double A or Single A. Even the, the uh, when you were saying that the whose line is it anyways thing was playing in my head, like when they restructure and re you know do the regions and the classifications and all that, I'm like, is there is there like a is there a rule book? Is there something they're going off of? Do they just flip a coin or roll <laughs> dice to see where see where people land, where they're gonna go? Uh, that should be a good season, man. I'm really excited to see what Bremen does, especially with all the coaching swaps they did this year, uh, shaking things up over there. That'll be interesting to watch. I, I can't, I can't wait. I, I'm so yeah, excited for too. football season, especially high school football season, man. That's, um, I mean, eight nineteen, dude. That's almost only two months away. That's we're yeah, getting we're coming so up close. It. We're getting so close to high school football, and I'm stoked I mean, about it's, it. It's it's kind of at that point we're two months away because we're what two day two months and two days. Yeah, two months and two days. We're on the countdown. Football will be here before you know it, uh, and and we get to watch uh, a real sport. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Golden State Warriors, man, they did it. They did it last night. One hundred three to ninety, capture their fourth NBA title in eight years. Uh, Steph Curry is now tied with LeBron James on uh, titles and. I, I think this Golden State Warrior team is a bit older, but I do think they have some younger pieces in place. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, go back to the to the championship in, in a year or two and possibly compete for another one. So it's a, and you know, people complain about the NBA, about the super teams and people assembling these super teams and all that, and they don't like it. Well, if you watch this NBA Finals this year, You've got a great example of what can happen when you don't build the super teams. I mean, for the most part, the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors core were done through the draft or through acquisitions when these players were young. Um, I mean, you look at Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. I mean, they've been together for, what, years. And years. it's um, it's kind of cool to see that. I mean, the, the Lakers, obviously a super team, didn't make it. The Brooklyn Nets, obviously a super team, didn't make it. So it's, I think the NBA is almost shifting back to away from these super teams. Like you look at the Suns, they're not a super team. You know, they, they've essentially built their team through the draft and everything. Same thing with the Bucks. You know, the Bucks, uh, apart from the Drew Holiday trade, I mean, they've essentially grown that team through the, through the draft. So I think it's good for the NBA that the Golden State Warriors and the Celtics met each other in the playoffs and their rosters were built the way they were built. And congratulations to the, to the Warriors, man, for winning their fourth title. That's uh, that's great. I watched a little bit of this game. I watched the first quarter of this game. 
and uh, they um, then you passed out. Then I passed out. The Celtics were up huge. They were up like fourteen to two, uh, and then at the end of the quarter, I believe Golden State was ahead like twenty-seven to twenty-two or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a great game. Big game by Steph Curry had thirty-four points, six for eleven from three points. So congratulations to the Warriors. Uh, defense looked phenomenal last night from the Warriors. So congratulations to them. Basketball's over. Draft is in nine days. Yeah, seven days? Jeez. It's next Thursday. Next Thursday? Holy smokes. So six days. Wow, six days away from the NBA draft. I'll be interested to see what the Hawks do, man. I think we're going to be some big movers and shakers on draft night. We'll see. I did see a report yesterday that said that um, Travis Schlink said we're not going to completely overhaul. So, well, well he said the complete opposite like a couple, like a month ago. I know. <laughs> All right, uh, games and events tonight this weekend. We got nothing tonight, uh, but this weekend, game two of the NHL Stanley Cup uh, final, Avs versus Bolts, or and Bolts in Colorado. Uh, is it 9 p.m. or is it 8 p.m.? Uh, I thought it said 9 p.m. Give me two seconds here, and I'll look. I could have sworn it was an 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m. start. 8 p.m. Yeah. 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 8 p.m. starts uh, for everything, and honestly, after t- after tomorrow, this is the weird thing. Like, game one was Wednesday, and then you had two days off, and then game two is tomorrow, which is weird. There but must have been something going on up there in Colorado where they, they couldn't play last yeah. night, I, w- I would think. After tomorrow, it's every other day you get to play. Which I'm either either so that, about. or they wanted to they wanted Game Seven to end on a Friday night, which it is right now. Um, I think so. Yeah, who knows? But let's see. Colorado's favored right now. Colorado is the favorite. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah they're they're at home. They they were flying in Game One, like flying. They completely outskated Tampa Bay. Um, I spoke with our buddy Matt Ridgeway, and, and he said, you know, look, he goes, we didn't deserve to win that game, but we had a chance, and it was it was crazy. So um, I'm looking forward to game two, no doubt. Yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in for that one. Uh, Billy, you need some soft earned dollars this weekend, man? You know I do, brother. All right, I, I'm, we're going to start off with one of the most absurd parlays that I think I've done in a long time. This is, this is nuts, so follow me here. It's a lot of stuff. Tonight. Braves versus Cubs. I got the Cubs in the money line because I think the Fail. Brave streak. I think the Brave streak has got to end at some point. Uh, so I got Cubs in the money line. Today. You can go, you can go Braves money line. It doesn't change the line too much. If you want to go Braves money line there, that's fine. Doesn't change the line too much. I went Cubs money line. Austin Riley to hit a home run. Michael Harris the second to get a hit. Ozuna to get two hits. Acuna to get an RBI. Olson to score a run. And Charlie Morton to get three or more strikeouts. That parlay right there is a plus seventy three thousand five hundred and forty nine. Wow! Wow! Meaning if meaning if you bet ten dollars on this parlay and it hits, you win seven thousand three hundred and fifty four dollars. Jeez, man! Yeah, yeah, big money line or a uh, big parlay. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, did a parlay last night. And uh, had Marcus Smart scoring the first basket of the night. Didn't happen. It was Al Horford, so that didn't hit. This is another big parlay. Dude, uh, that's but a waste of money. You should know that. What, Marcus Smart? Picking picking the first basket. 
Oh, it's, it's, it's the best a, way to it's the best way to make parlays though. That that's the that's the best way to do it. It's a waste of money. Mm. Uh, it's hit a couple times this year. It's the best it's the best way to do an NBA uh, parlay. You have to do first basket. It's the best way to jump those odds up. Um, so that that is a that is a long bet for the Braves game tonight. And like I said, if you believe the Braves streak will continue tonight, uh, well, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It's all two twenty starts. Uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday are all two twenty starts up in Chicago. I love that, man. I love day games at Wrigley. Um, one more. I think the Bolts are going to win tonight. I think they're going to even up the series. I got them at a plus 128 on the money line. Or, excuse me, Saturday. Uh, I think the Bolts tied this one up. Uh, and then this uh, this Sunday, I have Checo winning the Canadian Grand Prix in the F1 race at plus 350. Max Verstappen is going to be the betting favorite. I have a feeling Max is going to have engine issues this weekend because he hasn't had engine issues in a while. Uh, and the reliability of that RB car is in question a bit. So I think it's about time for him to have a retirement. And then this weekend at the U.S. Open, give me Rory, man. I, he's not in the lead right now. He's only a shot back. But he has played some great, great golf over the past two weeks, uh, including yesterday. He showed last week that he can put a full weekend together. He is now a plus 450. Um, I always advise people, do not put bets down on golfers until after the cut. So if you are looking to bet on Rory, I would hold off until after today's round, see how he looks today. Uh, and then if he looks good today, go ahead and throw a couple soft earned dollars down on him because I think Rory is poised to win this U.S. Open right now. He's played pretty well. Um, just seeing what he can do in the crunch time. It's been a, it's been a minute since he played very, very well in a, in a major. So. And it's been a long time since he's put an entire weekend together as well. Uh, and he did that last weekend. He's had he's had rounds here and there. I mean, that round four at the Masters this year was a great round by Rory. Uh, but he hasn't been able to do that through four rounds. And he did it last weekend. And he started off this weekend like he did like he ended last weekend. So I, I have a lot of faith that Rory will be up there challenging for the win on Sunday. So I'm going to give you a little bit of crap because uh, I can. Yeah. You mentioned Checo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where Where is Track Talk? Man? Oh, man, dude. It's. <laughs> it'll track be out talk? today. It'll be out today. <laughs> <sighs> it'll be out today. I need to just start posting it when I post uh, the morning five. It's uh, work has been work has been busy this week. <sighs> work has been very busy. I understand that. All right. Let's <laughs> get to another cup of coffee. Because Lord knows I need one. All right. Uh. Anheuser, Anheuser-Busch won't renew their exclusive deal for Super Bowl ads per report. That's so massive. So this basically is just unreal to me because I, 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 as that nuts, long dude. as I can remember, Anheuser-Busch has been the only beer that you've seen in Super Bowl ads for years. Yeah, I don't... Years. I don't understand that, dude. That's... I mean, because... Bud Light is like, you know, they always make those specialty NFL team cans, except for the Cowboys. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – I can't believe that. That's really, really shocking. I yeah. wonder I wonder why. I wonder what the – I wonder what's behind that. That's nuts. Hmm. I, I was reading the report, and they – the uh, spokesman was basically saying they're going to use their, their ad money to go towards a different uh, – demographic or a different thing to help sell uh, their beer better. Oh, okay. Huh. 
apparently advertising in uh, America's biggest sports thing is not good. A- I don't know. Not good advertising? That shocks me. Right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, another shakeup of the NFL's kind of advertising stuff. Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. That is not. That's also not something that I would have ever expected it's to so see. A... There's two things about this. A, that's weird because it's always been Papa John's, right? Yeah. Papa John's or I think Pizza Hut maybe? Pizza Hut. Because didn't they drop Papa John's after the whole Papa John's weird debacle and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Then I think it was Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. (laughs) Pizza Hut. Uh, And yeah, it's going to be Little Caesars. So you're basically going down in... uh, in quality. Yeah, that's... I mean... From Papa John's to Pizza Hut to... Little Caesars. I'm not going to shame anybody for going to pop uh, for Little Caesars. I mean, five dollars hot and ready. I do the same thing, but yeah, quality wise, you're you're kind of taking a step down there. I mean, in my in my That's opinion, all I'm Papa like, John's nothing, is probably the best. I have nothing against Little Caesars as as a company. It's yeah. just the the quality of the pizza is not on the same level at all. What's what's your favorite pizza place to order from? Like fast, you know, fast delivery pizza place around here, Billy. Uh, peop- uh, it's definitely been Papa John's. Yeah, I, we got we do Marcos a lot. Um, they oh, have a bunch God, of like I love Marcos. Yeah, they, I like Marcos because they have a bunch of like crazy pizza toppings that we always do. We always do something just absurd or off the wall. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's either Papa John's or Marcos usually most days. Uh, and all- in probably the biggest massive announcement yesterday that we could have, if we didn't talk about this, a this after huge. our buddy would be really pissed off at us, but B, I'd be pissed off at us for not mentioning this. The city of Atlanta is hosting World Cup games in the 2026 World Cup. That it's is absolutely insanely massive. Massive. <laughs> I, I can't believe that, man. I am so excited. Uh, so Atlanta will host, I believe they said five or six games in the 2026 World Cup. We'll, we'll, I think we will get the not, I think we will get a knockout um uh, group and I believe we will have like one or two or excuse me we will have a pool group here and then we'll have one or two knockout games I think so they couldn't have picked I, I will argue up and down back and forth that Atlanta is the best place in all of America to host a game we have the best stadium the only thing we don't have that we really need to improve on is public transit the public transit in Atlanta is a lack is lacking just a little bit uh, we do need to improve that but I mean when you talk about hotels entertainment uh, everything surrounding a big event. Plus, we have one of the most gorgeous stadiums in all of America here. One of the biggest stadiums in all of America here. I, I mean, I think it's. I, I don't think I'm being a homer when I'm saying this was a no-brainer for FIFA to to put World Cup games here because of. And it's also it's a huge melting pot, man. The diversity we have in Atlanta from people all over the world. It's like I said, man. It was a no-brainer to me that Atlanta was going to host a World Cup game just because of how great Atlanta is and, and how much stuff we have that can just prop up a World Cup. So so great on whoever put together packet, the, the package for Atlanta to get the World Cup here, the games here. I'm stoked, man. I'm going to be saving up some money, and hopefully one of my teams will be playing uh, a World Cup game here. I, I'm super excited for this. Now my question is, don't we need to have um, grass? Yes, this. yes. Um, so they will have some sort of grass that they will import into the stadium and pick up the turf. We will have natural grass. Okay. Um, yeah, FIFA FIFA does not sanction 
any World Cup games that are not on natural grass. Okay. So, you know, if, if we can if we can just leave that natural grass there, that'd be great. Please. All right, Phil Mickelson's in jeopardy of missing out, missing the cut at the U.S. Open after carding an eight over seventy-eight in the first round. Dear Eesh. Lord, my dogs Eesh. are going nuts. That dogs um, do that. At, <laughs> Adam Hadwin leads. Yeah, what? Wake up this morning, right? Yeah, wake up the uh-huh. barking dogs. <laughs> Adam Hadwin leads the U.S. Open after the first round, and then today, finally, in 1976, the ABA, Nets, Pacers, Nuggets, and Spurs merges into the NBA. And not the Flint, Michigan Tropics, which is just a travesty. No, you know, that's just unfortunate. <laughs> One of the greatest movies of all time. If you've never seen a semi-pro, watch it with Will Ferrell. It's, it's in my opinion, his funniest, best movie. You got anything else for the weekend, brother? No, nah, I'm good, man. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy this beautiful hot weather we're going to have. Some bad storms rolled through Oof. yesterday, but I don't believe we're going to be having any more inclement weather today. Uh, supposed to be hot, humid, high uh, high heat index again today. So get out there, enjoy the sun, go by the pool if you can, and have a nice weekend. Some good sporting events going on this weekend. All right, for Bryce Parling, I am Billy Lindall. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, stay cool, and uh, we will talk to you all on Monday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>